Welcome back to another episode of the Hockey Talk Podcast, giving you up-to-date news, stats, and scores from around the NHL. I'm your host, Will, and in today's episode of the Hockey Talk Podcast, I will give a recap of the biggest free agent signings from the past couple weeks. But right before we get into all of that, I just want to let you guys know to make sure to follow the Hockey Talk Podcast on Instagram and Twitter to get notified when we post and other news and updates about the podcast. Now, getting right into the free agency review. This free agency review is just going to go in order of the signings. So the biggest name free agents won't be um, first that we talk about and won't be last when we talk about. It just goes in order of when they happened. I took a list of all the free agents that were signed. I went through and I picked out um, maybe 20 to 30 that I think were the most significant. Um, And I'm just going to be talking about if they were good free agent signings, in my opinion, if the contract was good, and what kind of help they will provide to the team they went to. So starting off with the first free agent is Dominic Kubalik re-signs in Chicago. Now this contract is worth two years at 3.7 million average or per year. Kubelik had 30 goals, 16 assists, and 46 points in 68 games last year. Kubelik was a rookie. He was a Calder Trophy finalist. And in my opinion, um, Kubelik is still really young. Well, he is still really young and he provides a lot of good scoring. He's definitely a very good goal scorer, and I think he fits into the Chicago roster really well. He provides scoring over the summer and over the offseason a month or so ago. If you guys don't know, um, Chicago did come out and say that they are in a rebuilding phase. Obviously, um, key pieces left in free agency, um, some of which we'll talk about later, Corey Crawford being one of them. So, That is it for Dominic Kubelik. The second um, free agent signing I have on my list is Henrik Lundqvist, signs with the Washington Capitals. It's a one-year deal worth $1.5 million. Uh, this season, Henrik Lundqvist played 30 games and had a 3.6 or 1.6 goals against average and a .905 save percentage. Not the best numbers in his career, but Lundqvist is getting older and... As you know, as athletes get older, their play tends to decline. So it's no surprise it was going to happen sooner or later that Lundqvist, um, his play and his uh, stats were going to decline. He didn't play horrible for the Rangers, but the Rangers have two great goaltenders in Igor Shashurkin and Alexander Georgiev coming up, and they just didn't have a fit for Henrik Lundqvist in their goaltending situation anymore. It's going to be interesting to see how the New York Rangers do next year with their two young goaltenders. I think this is a great signing for Washington because Henrik Lundqvist isn't going to come into the Washington Capitals and be a starting goaltender for them. We are going to talk about Braden Holpe, who was their starting goaltender. He left in free agency. Um, which was a big loss, but obviously they have their young goaltender, goalie of the future, Ilya Samsonov. I think what they want Henrik Lundqvist to come in and do 
is play a tandem role. So he splits the season with Samsonov. We don't know how long the season's going to be, but I think he'll split the season in net with Samsonov. Um, Ilya Samsonov will have a great, great goaltender to learn from and Henrik Lundqvist, and it's risk-free. Henrik Lundqvist plays terrible this season. There's um, no risk in this contract. It's only one year, and it's only $1.5 million, so they don't have a ton of money locked up into Henrik Lundqvist. Moving on, we have another goalie in Cam Talbot moving around. Cam Talbot signs with the Minnesota Wild this season. Um, obviously, the Minnesota Wild moved on from Devin Dubnik, sending um, Devin Dubnik over to um, San Jose in a trade that happened this offseason. So they want Cam Talbot to come in and obviously play a starter role. Um, they signed Cal Talbot to a contract worth three years at $3.6 million per year. Talbot played 26 games with the Calgary Flames this season. Cam Talbot played 26 games, posting a 2.63 goals against average and a .919 save percentage, so pretty decent numbers. He did only play 26 games, um, obviously, obviously splitting the season with David Riddick in Calgary. Depending on how many games they have Talbot play, this could be a good or bad thing. It's not a terrible contract. Three years, $3.6 million. He, they didn't lock up a ton of money into Talbot. I don't know if, if they have Cam Talbot play 40, 50 games, depending on how long the season is. I don't think that Talbot can play that many games in front of the team that Minnesota has. And obviously, in my opinion, Minnesota, I don't think is going to be a playoff team. So obviously, Cam Talbot isn't going to lead him into the playoffs. And if they do make it into the playoffs, I don't think Cam Talbot will be able to carry them deep into the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see how Cal Talbot plays in Minnesota because of the situation there. It's just going to be interesting to see if they have him play a ton of games and if he can hold up playing a lot of games and the numbers that he puts up if he does play a lot of games. Now speaking of goaltenders, there are a lot of goaltenders that move around this free agency so bear with me. Braden Holtby, as we were talking about earlier, Henrik Lundqvist signs in Washington. Braden Holtby, the starting goaltender for the Washington Capitals, moved over to the Vancouver Canucks. Now the Canucks signed Holtby to a two-year contract at $4.3 million per year. I like this contract for Vancouver Canucks. Um, they lost Markstrom in free agency. They do have uh, Thatcher Demko as a backup. Holpe is 30 years old, 30, 31 years old. So if they can have Braden Holpe be the starter and be a decent starter for the next couple of years or be a tandem with Thatcher Demko until he's ready to take over that starting role, that's why I like this two-year deal. I like the $4.3 million per year. It's not a ton of money, but um, it... It's definitely. I definitely think it's worth it for Braden Holtby for two years. Holtby played 48 games with the Capitals this year, putting up a 3.11 goals against average and a .897 save percentage. Now, with goaltenders, you generally want to see a as close to a two goals against average if you can. Anything over three isn't the great, and anything under a 
0.9 save percentage isn't the best. Obviously, Holpe was close to getting a 0.9 save percentage, but he was still under. Um, he didn't have the best season of his career. I definitely think he could play better, but I definitely think this is a good signing for the Vancouver Canucks. Next up, we have Matt Murray signing in signing with the Ottawa Senators. Matt Murray was an RFA. The Pittsburgh Penguins traded Matt Murray's rights to the Ottawa Senators before the Senators signed him. In my opinion, so the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to run with Tristan Jari this season as their starter because they feel that he his numbers were better than Murray's this season. I don't know if, if Jari is going to be the better goaltender in the future, but as of right now, they think that he's going to be, and that's why they let Matt Murray go. So Matt Murray signed a four-year deal worth $6.25 million dollars which is a lot of money uh, for Matt Murray, but they don't they didn't have another goaltender anyway. So they wanted to get that bona fide starter this offseason. They made a lot of moves this offseason. They are much closer to becoming a playoff contender again. Um, one of the key pieces they were looking for were, was a starting goaltender. I think Matt Murray uh, is a good fit in Ottawa. This season, Matt Murray played 38 games and had a 2.87 goals against average and a .899 save percentage, so he was really, really close to that .9 save percentage. Obviously, I think in a little bit of a worse team playing in Ottawa, those num numbers might not get significantly better, but I think in the future, once Ottawa starts building up their team and becoming a playoff contender, that Matt Murray will be the backbone of that team, and he will be able to carry that team deep into the playoffs within the next couple of years. As for the contract, I think this contract's worth it. 6.25 is a little much in my opinion. I would have liked to see four and a half, five, maybe five and a half. 6.25 is a little much for Murray in my opinion. The four-year term is good. Murray's 27. That pays him till he's 31. And generally speaking, goaltenders are good till they're in their mid-30s at least at most in their mid-30s. Uh, the term is good, the four years is good, the 6.25 per year. I would have liked to see a little less for Murray, obviously, but speaking, Ottawa has a decent amount of cap space. They were able to go do this and make sure that they got Murray signed. Honestly, this isn't too bad of a contract for Ottawa. Moving on, we have yet another goaltender. Anton Kudobin re-signs in Dallas. His contract is three years at $3.5 million per year. As we all know, the Dallas Stars uh, made it to the Stanley Cup final, eventually losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Anton Kudobin was a huge reason why Dallas was able to make it that far. He was absolutely great in the playoffs, and he was very, very good in the regular season too. Kudobin played 30 games, posting a 2.2 goals against average and a 9.30 save percentage. So his stats were just beyond amazing. If anything, the contract is really good. The contract is obvious is honestly a steal for Dallas. Um, you look at Matt Murray, Ottawa signed Matt Murray to 6.25 million. And I think Kadobin right now is a much better goaltender than Matt Murray is. That's right now. I'm saying this year, Anton Kadobin was a much better goaltender than Matt Murray and Dallas got Kudobin as uh, for a steal. I think the contract is absolutely amazing. I think Kudobin could have commanded a lot more money seeing how he played that well 
in the playoffs and in the regular season. I think Dallas is going to roll with Kadobin as their starter, and getting him for the next three years at 3.5 is a great contract. Moving on, we finally have a player. Alex Wenberg signs with the Florida Panthers. Now, Alex Wenberg wasn't supposed to be a free agent, but the Columbus Blue Jackets bought out his contract after seeing um, his production and how he's been playing the last couple seasons. They didn't think that they wanted him on their team anymore and he wasn't doing enough to keep him around, so they bought out his contract. And the Florida Panthers picked him up for one year at 2.25 million. Honestly, in my opinion, isn't a terrible contract. Florida has that cap space. They need depth, obviously. They're looking to get in the playoffs for the first time in a while this year. In 57 games, Wenberg had five goals and 17 assists for 22 points. Obviously not the best, but I definitely think that Wenberg can uh, pick up his production if put in the right situations and put with the right players. Obviously, he's a little bit more of a depth guy, but if he plays a bigger role in Florida, especially a place like Florida, I think if Weinberg is put in a better situation in Florida, I definitely think that he can start to produce. Although, Florida didn't sign him to a long-term contract. It's only for the next year, so it's kind of like a approve-yourself deal. Like, if if you play well, we'll resign you. I think... Uh, that's ultimately what Wenberg wanted. I don't think he's playing as well as he would like to. So I think the one year at 2.25 gives him a chance to prove himself. And then next year, if he plays well, he can cash in in free agency. Next signing we have Kevin Shattenkirk signs with the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk had a very big bounce back season with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He played 70 games this year, putting up 8 goals and 26 assists for 34 points. Which isn't a lot, but considering he's a defenseman and he hasn't put up those numbers in a while, I think that he did do really well in Tampa Bay. I like the fit in Tampa Bay. I'm not sure how well he's going to do in Anaheim, if he's going to be able to repeat a season like that, especially since where he was playing in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was very stacked and had a lot of good players, and obviously they were a playoff contender and they won the Stanley Cup. So in a place like Anaheim where the team is not as depth and isn't a playoff team right now, is he going to succeed as much as he did in Tampa Bay? Only time will tell. The Ducks signed him to a three-year contract worth $3.9 million. I think the years aren't terrible. Maybe two, one or two years just to see if he could repeat that season. $3.9 million is a bit much, especially with the three years because of Shattenkirk's age and because of pretty, it's basically just because of his age. And if the big question, if he's going to be able to uh, repeat the season that he had in uh, Tampa Bay. Moving on, we have the Washington Capitals signing defenseman Justin Schultz. They signed Schultz to a two-year contract at $4 million per year. In 46 games, Schultz put up three goals, nine assists for 12 points. I don't think this is a terrible contract. I think that Schultz will fit into the Washington's decor well. It's only two years. $4 million um, isn't bad for two years. So the cap situation and his contract isn't bad. A little bit more production from him would be nice. 
12 points in 46 games isn't the best, but his defensive game is very good, and you're not always asking from, and in Justin Schultz especially, you're not always asking for a lot of point totals, especially having a guy like John Carlson already on that defensive core that can get you a lot of points as a defenseman. So Justin Schultz, maybe 20, 25 points would be nice, but also having a really good defensive game will be more important for Washington. Uh, the points as a defenseman isn't a big need in Washington. Like I said, them having John Carlson. Next signing, we have Jacob Markstrom signs with the Calgary Flames. The contract is really big. Six years at $6 million per year. In 43 games, Markstrom put up a 2.75 goals against average and a 9.18 save percentage. So not bad stats from Markstrom this season. Like I said, the contract's a little much. Six years at $6 million. I don't mind the $6 million so much if it was less. I'm saying maybe three, four years at $6 million, especially since Jacob Markstrom is older. He is good now. I think in the future, in four or five years, this contract might come back to bite them a little. But in the next two, three years, I think Markstrom will be great for Calgary and will be that number one goaltender that they've been looking for for so long. So all in all, I think Markstrom's a good fit in Calgary. The contract is a little much, but in the end, it's not it's not terrible. This is a pretty big signing we have next. Toronto Maple Leafs signed defenseman TJ Brody. They signed him to a four-year, $5 million deal. The Toronto Maple Leafs did lose Tyson Berry in free agency, so bringing in a guy like TJ Brody is, in my opinion, a decent fit. In 64 games, uh, Brody put up 4 goals, 15 assists for 19 points. So, not the production they're looking for, but I think the defensive game of Brody is really, really good. Especially like how we are talking about with Schultz. The Maple Leafs already have Morgan Riley, who can put up pretty good offensive numbers as a defenseman. So Brody is that is will be a I think Brody will be a very good fit in Toronto, playing a defensive role for them. Maybe like I was talking about with Justin Schultz again, maybe putting up some more points would be nice. But I don't think that that's what Toronto's looking for. I think they're just trying to strengthen up that defense as much as they can, and Brody's a great fit for them. Next, we have our first very, very big contract. Tory Krug signs with the St. Louis Blues, so the Boston Bruins blue line takes a very big hit. Tory Krug signs a seven-year contract worth 6.5 per year, so a very big contract. I definitely think that Krug is worth it. Maybe not the seven years, maybe five or six years at six and a half. But all in all, I think that Tory Krug will be a great fit for in St. Louis. He's a great offensive defenseman in 61 games. He put up nine goals and 40 assists for 49 points. The St. Louis Blues did lose Petrangelo. We'll talk about him a little later in the episode. But um, they did lose Petrangelo. So bringing in a guy like Krug is... Um, is very, very good. After losing someone like Petrangelo, a very big part of the St. Louis Blues when they when they won the Stanley Cup, he was a big part of that team. Um, he puts up very big offensive numbers. So I think in pretty much all aspects of the game, Tory Krug makes up for what they lost in Alex Petrangelo. So I think this is a great signing for St. Louis. Our next signing on the list is Corey Crawford signing with the New Jersey Devils. I was talking about it earlier with Dominic Kubelik, 
how the Chicago Blackhawks lost one of their big pieces in Corey Crawford in net. So Corey Crawford signs with the Devils. He signed a two-year deal worth $3.9 million per year. I think this is a great contract. I think Crawford will be that starter for the next couple of years until Blackwood can get, get really get going. Um, two years is great. 3.9 for Crawford is great. In 40 games, Crawford put up a 2.77 goals against average and a, nine, and a .917 save percentage. So really good stats for what they're paying him. All in all, I think this is a great contract for the Devils. The next signing we have, defenseman Chris Tanev signs with the Calgary Flames. The, the Flames signed Tanev to a four-year deal worth $4.5 million per year. In 69 games, Tanev put up two goals, 18 assists for 20 points. Again, Tanev is going to be that piece to replace TJ Brody, who they lost to in free agency. Brody obviously going to Toronto. I think Tanev... Like uh, Brody, doesn't put up very big offensive numbers, but his defensive game and his physical game is very, very good. So uh, all in all, I think he'll make up for what they lost in TJ Brody, and I like this signing for the Flames. Next year, we have Andre Burakovsky re-signing with the Colorado Avalanche. He signs a two-year deal worth $4.9 million per year. In 58 games, Burakovsky put up 20 goals, 25 assists for 45 points. Honestly, when the Colorado Avalanche tra- or signed Andre Burakovsky to that deal, um, they were looking for Burakovsky to really get going. He wasn't doing well, and he didn't get going like he was supposed to in Washington. But since he moved over to the Colorado Avalanche, he's done very, very well. He's put up that depth role. And he's played a very big part on the Colorado Avalanche being a very offensive team. Their scoring being very well. Him having that depth, playing that depth third, second, third line role for them. It gives them a lot of flexibility and a lot of offense. So honestly, this uh, contract and this signing for Colorado is very good. I like it a lot. Next, we have Thomas Grice going to the Detroit Red Wings, two years at $3.6 million per year. In 31 games, Grice put up a 2.74 goals against average and a .913 save percentage. Thomas Grice isn't a bad goaltender. He was a backup for Varlamov in the uh, with the Islanders for a while. Honestly, t- with his age and with the Red Wings rebuilding, I don't know if this makes the most sense. They do, yeah, they do need a goalie, but there was a big goalie market. Why not? And they have a ton of cab space. Why not go for one of the younger goaltenders to rebuild around? Then you won't have to worry about a goalie. This is definitely a signing that made me scratch my head and have to think about it for a little bit. I still really don't understand this signing by Detroit. It'll be interesting to see how he does with Detroit. And that's really all I got to say. The The contract honestly isn't that bad. Two years at 3.6. It could have been a lot worse. The next signing we have, Craig Smith goes to the Boston Bruins. I like this signing a lot for the Bruins. Three years at 3.1 million. Craig Smith will help them a lot at the beginning of the season. As we know, Bergeron and Pasternak just had surgery and they'll be out with for the first couple months or until February March at least so they're gonna take a bit their first line is gonna take a big hit and they're gonna have to be a lot of guys that step up in producing Craig Smith being one of them in 69 games he had 18 goals 13 assists for 31 points 
So he'll have to play a big role probably on that second line when Pasternak and Bergeron are out. But once they come back and once everyone gets healthy again, I think Craig Smith playing a depth role and playing um, on that third line is a great, great addition to the Boston Bruins. 3.1 for three years honestly isn't the worst contract ever. It's not a ton of money locked up in him. And it's definitely, if they need cap space, it's definitely a, a movable contract depending on how he plays. The next signing we have, Tyson Berry goes to the Edmonton Oilers. He signs a one-year contract at $3.75 million per year. In 70 games, Berry had five goals, 34 assists for 39 points. Now, since leaving the Colorado Avalanche and going to the Toronto Maple Leafs, Barry hasn't put up the offensive numbers that he was putting up. I like this signing a lot for the uh, Edmonton Oilers because they have someone that can quarterback the power play. And this is a very, very risk-free contract for Edmonton. Only one year, only 3.75. So it's another one of those prove-yourself deals. This is something that Barry wants to do, obviously. He needs to get his offensive numbers up, and next year, if he can get his offensive numbers up again and he gets his game going again in Edmonton, the Oilers will obviously look to resign him, but he'll definitely have some more interest in the free agent market if he picks up his pace. Next signing we have here, Kevin LeBanc resigns with the San Jose Sharks. Four years at $4.725 million in 70 games. Uh, LeBanc had 14 goals, 19 assists for 33 points. Honestly, Kevin LeBanc has always been one of those players who I never saw leaving San Jose. I think it's a big part to that team, hopefully making it back into the playoffs sometime soon. Honestly, the term isn't bad, the money isn't bad, and considering how he's only 24, I like this signing a lot for San Jose. Next signing we have Radic Faxa resigns with the Dallas Stars, five years at $3.25 million. In 66 games, Faxa had 11 goals, 9 assists for 20 points. Five years, a 3.25. The term isn't bad. Uh, the money might have been a little lower just because of the points he's putting up and the role he's playing. But it's honestly not the worst contract I've ever seen. If he can put up 25 to 30 points, it's going to be a great contract for them for the next five years. He plays a great depth role for them. And it's just all around uh, a really good contract for the Dallas Stars. The next contract, one of the biggest contracts and one of the ones I'm most certain that everyone is waiting to hear, Taylor Hall signs with the Buffalo Sabres. One year worth $8 million per year. In 65 games, Hall had 16 goals, 36 assists for 52 points. Hall is looking to get back into that scoring pace and hopefully help the Buffalo Sabres finally get into a playoff spot. I think this will be a great atmosphere for Hall to play in. It's another risk-free contract for the Sabres and for Hall. Hall wants to go to a team where he makes the playoffs and has a good chance of winning. I did hear reports that Hall was getting offers from the Colorado Avalanche, but he turned it down to go to Buffalo and try and prove himself so that he can get maybe a little bit more money and hopefully make it into the playoffs and be one of the reasons why the Sabres finally make it to the playoffs. The contract's great. I think once his scoring gets back up, playing on a hall with Eichel and Reinhardt, that should be no problem to get his scoring up. I honestly think this is a great contract for the Buffalo Sabres, and I'm 
really hoping that they can finally get into the playoffs. Next signing we have Tyler Toffoli signs with the Montreal Canadiens. Four years worth $4.25 million per year. In 68 games, Toffoli had 24 goals, 20 assists for 44 points. I like this signing a lot for Montreal for one reason. Toffoli can put up points. Obviously, as you guys can see, playing a second or third line winger role and getting some more depth going for, to Montreal is going to be huge, especially after trading away Max Domi. Hopefully, Josh Anderson can produce. If you guys didn't hear, uh, Max Domi got traded pretty much one for one for Josh Anderson, and then they signed him to a huge contract. So after losing Max Domi, they wanted to get some more depth role, and hopefully Josh Anderson can produce. But if he doesn't, Tyler Toffoli is a great, great piece for Montreal, and I like this a lot. The contract isn't bad. The term isn't bad. He's still pretty young, 28 years old. Pay him till he's 32. Honestly, not a bad contract. Next signing we have, Alex Petrangelo signs with the Vegas Golden Knights. This is a huge contract for the Golden Knights. This is a huge contract for Petrangelo. Seven years at $8.8 million, so it's a huge contract. In 70 games, Petrangelo put up 16 goals, 36 assists for 52 points. I like this uh, contract by the Golden Knights. It is a lot of money, and it is long-term for a guy like Petrangelo. He's a little bit older. He's 29, so pay him till he's 36. $8.8 million till he's 36. It is a bit of a stretch there. No, only time will tell to see if the contract was worth it or not. But to get him, if the Golden Knights obviously wanted to get him, so to get him, they had to overpay a little because there were a lot of teams interested in Petrangelo. I think the Knights will now have one of the best defense cores in the NHL, adding Petrangelo, having Shea Theodore, having Braden McNabb, players like that. They have a pretty stacked decor. All in all, only time will tell to see if this was a good or bad contract, but as of right now, I like this contract a lot. Next contract we have, Brennan Gallagher re-signed with the Montreal Canadiens six years at $6.5 million per year. In 59 games, uh, Gallagher had 22 goals, 21 assists for 43 points. Honestly, for a contract like that, I'd like to see a little more scoring, obviously with the uh, shortened season and stuff. He didn't get to play a full 82 game season, but if for six and a half million, especially for the next six years, if he can put up 50, 60, 65 points, I think it'll be a great contract for the Montreal Canadiens. And honestly, as of right now, if he can start putting up more points, I like this contract a lot. Next contract we have here is Evgeny Dadnov signs in the Ottawa Senators. If you guys listen to my uh, podcast, my first ever episode when I was talking about the rumors about Alexander Barkov potentially being shopped, I talked about the Florida Panthers retooling their lineup in the offseason. So they let Dadnov go to free agency to see if they could bring some guys in to help, help them out and to see if changing up the roster any would help. Honestly, three years at $5 million per year. I like this signing a lot. I like this signing. Evgeny Dadnov in Ottawa. He's a great he's a great winger in 69 games. He had 25 goals, 22 assists for 47 points. Going forward in the Ottawa Senators uh, rebuild or moving forward to get them back into a playoff team, I think he'll be a big piece. I think he'll help a lot. I think he'll help a lot with the scoring and 
as I said before, there were a lot of signings and a lot of moves that Ottawa made in the offseason, um, some of which I'm not going to talk about. I'm only talking about the uh, most outstanding and the biggest ones, but I like this move a lot to Ottawa. The term is good. The money's good. If Dadnov can be a 50 55 point guy. I think this is a great contract for Ottawa. Next contract we have Sam Reinhart. The RFA Sam Reinhart resigns with the Buffalo Sabres one year at 5.2 million per year. In 69 games, Reinhart had 22 goals, 28 points, or 28 assists for 50 points. Sam Reinhart wanted to sign a one year deal. Um, he was frustrated with uh, not with Buffalo not being a playoff team and not having them win. So one year um, after them signing Taylor Hall, he was a little bit more intrigued and said, oh, maybe now we'll be a playoff team. So he re-signed. Um, he's a big piece to the Buffalo Sabres. He's a big reason that they've been coming close to being a playoff team, but not quite. I think adding Hall will help a lot, and I think if Reinhardt can be a 50-point guy like he was last season, maybe 55, it'll help a lot for Buffalo. 5.2 million for one year is risk-free, and I don't think that he's going to have a terrible year next year if Sam Reinhardt's a very good player. The next contract we have, um, Devon Taves signs with the Colorado Avalanche. Now, I absolutely love this signing by the Avs. They do have a very stacked decor now with Makar, Graves, Taves, um, and possibly Bowen Byram coming up. Taves is a great defenseman. Um, four years at $4.1 million per year is honestly a good contract. Uh, Colorado has the money. Colorado can use a guy like Taves on the back end who's a very defensive defenseman. He doesn't put up a lot of points in 68 games. He had 6 goals, 22 assists for 28 points. So not the worst, but um, so he can get you like 30 points in an 82 game season most likely. But he's very physical. He has a good game and I think he'll fit into Colorado's system a lot. So all in all, I like this signing a lot for Colorado. Coming up on our second to last Signing. We have Tyler Bertuzzi resigning with the Detroit Red Wings. One year at 3.5. 71 games. Bertuzzi had 21 goals, 27 assists for 48 points. I was a little surprised. They saw, uh, they settled Detroit and Bertuzzi settled on a one-year deal worth 3.5 uh, to, to avoid arbitration. So I think he signed the one-year deal. I think he he definitely wanted more money. And I don't know if he really is if he's happy in Detroit and to see. I think this is going to be this is obviously a very risk-free deal for both of them. Um Detroit not having him locked up. Not that he's a bad player or anything. This gives Bertuzzi a chance to see if Detroit's going in the right direction, if they're going to be able to be a playoff team within the next couple of years. Maybe he'll stick around if he thinks that they're not going in the right direction. I think that uh he might not resign next year but only time will tell now on our last signing of the episode victor olafson resigns with the buffalo sabers two years at three million dollars per year in 50 games olafson had 22 goals 24 assists for 46 points now olafson did get hurt it was his rookie season he was having a great rookie season before he got hurt i think moving forward this will be uh olafson will be a very big part of the Buffalo Sabres and a very big part of them having success. So I definitely think that this deal is definitely very risk-free. Um, there's no risk at all involved. The term's good. The year, um, the money's good. He's a young player. He's 24. 
pay him till he's 26. So, and $3 million isn't a lot. Have a guy locked up that can get you 50, maybe even 60 points. And I think he definitely still has a lot of room to grow. But all in all, I like this signing a lot for the Buffalo Sabres. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Hockey Talk podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Again, make sure to go follow the Hockey Talk podcast on Instagram and Twitter to get all uh, to get updates when uh, we post and all the news surrounding uh, the episodes and stuff like that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Podcast episodes should be coming out now every week or so. I do have a lot planned for the next couple weeks, so I'm hoping for every Tuesday, if not Wednesday of every week. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you in the next one.